Okay guys and uh, welcome back to the Digital Artcast. Um, today we have a special episode. I've replaced my co-host Colin Ciro, uh, who is probably sleeping at this point in Canada time, but I have replaced him with another great artist, um, Mr. Titus Linter. Uh, <laughs> um, Titus has been kind enough to give up his time uh, to talk to us today uh, and go through more general concept art talk uh, and digital art talk that we do every week on this podcast. Again, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud and iTunes and uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button guys. We've got more interviews and more good things coming up. Um, so, obviously you know all about me, my name's Gordon, I am a studying concept artists at the moment, looking to enter the entertainment industry um, at one point in my life, but if anybody that doesn't know who Titus is, I'm sure there are plenty of people who do, but if they don't, Titus, um, just a quick background on who you are and what you do. All right. Um, all right. So I've, I've been a, a concept artist and illustrator for uh, about six years now. I, I started in um, 2010 with my first job and my internship in 2009. That's kind of where it got rolling. So um, I've, I've kind of been around um, the business for a while. I've, I've worked on titles like uh, Forza Horizon, Division, Killzone. I worked for Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, so a lot of wizard stuff. Um, then a whole bunch of side projects, smaller games, uh, obscure games like Never Dead, some stuff for Sniper Elite. So it's it's kind of like um, a few titles here and there. Um, and and that's basically it. So I, I come from a background where I used to do Art Academy for a few years. So people often kind of wonder, like, oh, did you do Art Academy? Is it worth it? Um, we can talk about it later. But I, I did a few years of that. Then I switched to game design, um, which in theory was, was a pretty good school, but didn't really have a lot of like, concept arts. It didn't really prepare me that much for you know uh, the concept art life. Um, but I graduated from that in, in 2010 and kind of like never looked back. Yeah, great, awesome, and uh, of course, with um, some of your your projects you've had, um, have you found over the years that you preferred working in more games based art, or has the fantasy stuff for Magic been something that has been a bigger passion? Because I mean, obviously, I know for you from some projects you've worked on stuff like the Division for Ubisoft and that, but um, I think a lot of people probably know you more from Magic. Is is mm -hmm. that more your kind of bread and butter kind of thing? Um, it, I, it definitely is now. The, the thing is that um, illustration is very rewarding because it's much more a challenge um, of, of your own kind of vision, directly visual. So yep. the thing is, Concept is really great because it, it challenges you to um, a problem solve a lot. Yep. Right? Uh, and the way my career has gone is that I started with just generic environment concept art and then I got a little bit more specialized. And it came to the point where um, especially at the division, I was so much involved in translating concept art into 3D. So because because games are getting bigger and bigger, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's not so much, oh, you draw an, an image and, and the, the people can make it because there's too much stuff to make. So what happens is that there are very large gaps in between the areas that have been concepted um, and the areas that need to be done in 3D, but there's no time to concept them. So right. how do you instruct the, the 3D guys to do you know, the right thing to make sure that they do it? Because some of them are artists and they're really, really good, like artists in the actual sense of the word. Yep. And, and others of them, they don't really like that stuff. They just wanna make the, the images that they're provided. So mm -hmm. at that point, the job becomes very technical because you're talking about them, you're talking about how to reuse assets and, and that's, another really big chunk of what concept art is. So it's it's cool because it's problem solving, but from that kind of pure nitty gritty 
artistic point of view, you know, there, there's not a whole lot for you to, to put in there because it's all red pen line, quick line sketches and stuff like, oh, this needs to go there, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So magic in that sense is, is, is way different because they just come up with a brief and it's all about how you as an artist can express yourself into doing that and and the growth is just way different because i started out like really realistic with all this photo bashing kind of stuff yeah um, and within like a year of me almost doing this full time just switched to only illustration like just hand paint hand draw so yeah. i think they're, they're two completely different uh th they have evolved into two different things yeah definitely and i think that's you know that's a huge thing as well as as especially for me i think when i first started learning about concept is that the finished illustration stuff that I was seeing as a fan in art books that you would get with the game, um, you know, those finished illustrations that go out to the, the public aren't actually concept art. And I no. think that's the thing that probably people don't understand, which kind of feeds into our, our main topic is that, you know, the real realities of concept art is, is trying to convey an idea in the quickest way possible. And yeah. that's, that, that's, I mean, could you talk about that for a second, just about you know, what you probably find with people talking about concept and what the actual realities of working as a concept artist are. Yeah, so exactly the, the thing that you just said, right? The images that you often see, they're not actual concept art. I mean, some you might call it concept illustration or whatever, but, but the bottom line is that those are marketing images. And um, even if some of those images would be made during actual production, it would only be a handful. So the actual reality of concept art is, is that your job is to problem solve. That's it. You're not there to make pretty pictures. It doesn't really matter if you can make pretty pictures. It's a bonus. Yeah. And studios have gotten quite spoiled with good artists. So it's, it, it has gone from being a bonus to being required that you make pretty pictures. But <laughs> yeah. the, your key role is that you get a problem from any department, right? This is not just, um, you know, make a house or whatever. You could get a problem from the audio department, from game design, from narrative, whatever. Mm -hmm. Any department in the whole studio, you have to identify what exactly it is that they're looking for, because if they knew what they were looking for, they wouldn't be asking you. Right? Yeah. So you have to identify, okay, so wh what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. uh, who, who is this actually for? And what does this need to convey? Because you know, if you answer those questions, nine out of 10 times, it's not about making a pretty image, it's about you know, oh shit, yeah, um, how high does this door need to be? Oh, let's talk to animation, and uh, let's talk to, can we actually have an animation that opens the door? Do these need to be sliding doors? Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So you go really, really deep. Mm -hmm. And when people make a portfolio, what they show is, I can be a good painter, but what they need to show is, I can solve problems. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what I'm looking for. People ask me, like, what do I need to have in a portfolio? Cool images? No, show me 10 ways how you solve a door problem. You know, um, that, that's the kind of stuff that's interesting. Show me a concept that you've done for the audio guys. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. That yeah. real, you know, the, the head breaker kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, because um, I will definitely be coming to talk about problem solving. Because, I, I mean, from start to finish when you build a game, the whole team is solving problems at every step of the way. And I think people always say, when you get to an art department, your job is, like you said, not to solve problems, it's to make pretty pictures, but you're even more involved in that process than some of the 3D design guys or even the audio engineers. You know, you're trying to make the game playable for yeah. an audience. Um, and I take it, you know, when you're in working in concept, what's the kind of, I would say, I mean, it's hard to probably pin down in, in every studio because every single studio is different, but 
what's an average day for a concept artist? I mean, you're kind of 95 when you come in. Do you do you pay all day or do you talk with teams? Do you have meetings? Do you have kind of, as we used to call them, stand-ups? Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, what's the kind of things that you guys do kind of day-to-day? Now that's an interesting thing, uh, interesting question, because it depends on um, a whole bunch of different things. First off, it depends on what phase of the project that you're in. Um, usually the pretty pictures, they're made during the pre-production phase, and then you can kind of just come in, sit down, what's my brief again, maybe you have two, three days for one image. Um, because at that point, you're still trying to sell the team on this new vision, right? You're trying to get people excited, so you have this window. Yeah. If you're unlucky, studios skip this. It's very unwise, but, you know, for whole host of reasons. But then you can just come in and do your thing. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then when you move into production, all that stuff is done because people know what the game is, is going to look like. And depending on your lead, because the lead will distribute tasks. Yep. Um, you you come in into the morning and you look at the scrum board, and the scrum board is basically just a list. Of, usually we just use post-its mm-hmm. on a wall with all the tasks, and you just grab a post-it, you put it in your box, and look, I'm, I'm working on this, and then you can move it through in progress, up for review, whatever. Yep. Um, and then everything is about being as independent as possible. This kind of separates the, the juniors from the seniors, right? The juniors will wait for a meeting because you're new at the job, you're kind of insecure, like, oh, can I run with this idea? And the seniors, which is like really where concentrators need to be at, is they look at the task from the scrum board and go like, I don't know exactly what I need to do or how this level looks. I'm going to talk to the 3D guys. And then you walk over. So at, at that point, your job and your day becomes much more about talking to people. So I... I at the end, especially what I just talked about before, I had a much more kind of, it's not exactly a managerial role, but sort of a guiding role. Yeah. 80% of my day was just talking to people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the, the painting part, then you see that the painting part is just a way to solve a problem. And pro- solving a problem is actually the bulk of your daily task. So mm-hmm. however way you need to get that done, it's, it's mostly that. So you're just talking to people, sitting down, figuring stuff out. Yeah. Um, and again, with the, the concept stuff, obviously, you know, you've, you've got your task when it comes to painting illustrations to, obviously, initially you're selling the game to producers, then a, a, after that you're you're selling the game to the ADs and you're trying to get the vision, obviously, right for the actual project. But do you find that, um, it, dep- it depends on guys I've spoken to in the industry before, where there's some guys who work for maybe two or three months and they move on to 3D or two or three months and then they move on to another project. Do you find that with your concept and or what you've worked in so far, you are kind of a part of the process all the way through the project, or do you only stay on for so long and then move to the next thing that comes across? Well, I've had a bit of a weird career because I've changed jobs like eight or nine times within five or six years. Um, I usually go where where people like want me. Like I, I've had the good fortune of working in a uh, on a project, and then people would headhunt me and I would go away. That's that's kind of one of the humble brags that, that you know I, I, I get to have where I say that I, I never looked for a job. Yeah. Um, as soon as I got into the industry, it kind of took off by itself. Well, not really. It was it was after um, my breakthrough for uh, Killzone, right, in, in 2011 right. that it started. But uh, I think there, there's a whole bunch of benefits going the whole way through the, the project. You really do get the that sense that it's your baby, but it depends on the art directors as well because if you have a really good art direction team um, where people listen and the creative direction is as you want, sticking through the whole project is really rewarding. But yes. if you're in a project where there's so many iterations that you know you start off with with this, let's say, um, 
super elaborate uh, diamond necklace that you've designed, and you end up with, you know, a, a cube of coal. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels. Then you go like, well, I mean, you, then following that whole process through three years be, becomes this mind-numbing drag, which is which is really painful. Um, yeah. And I think I think for concept artists, it's that that problem is always extremely apparent because there's such a quick visual feedback. You draw something that you're into, and you're used to the fact that okay, we're, we're here to solve problems, so iteration is key. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, maybe five iterations, maybe ten iterations. But when you hit that twentieth, thirtieth, fortieth iteration on one area, you go like, "Oh, yeah, please, I'm done with this. Please just accept it and move on." Yeah, um, um, and then, yeah. No, I mean, and I, I, I can definitely understand. I mean, the, again, I'm coming from a background where I, I've still yet to qualify and work in an industry. But you know, it's a common theme you do hear with a lot of professionals. Where um, I think a lot of guys either go two ways. They either want to jump from project to project or they stay in a, a studio you know most of their life I know uh, one of my, my friends who works across in Edinburgh close to me and Rockstar North um, he's been there since you know he's been around the bricks he's been there since they made the first Grand Theft Auto and he's obviously just one of the guys that helped ship five so you know and he's happy he's got his 95 he loves the he loves the job um, yeah. but then obviously a lot of guys would just do one project with GTA then move on to either yeah. going to America or a bigger studio because having a triple A game under your belt is, is something that can push you on um, mm. and obviously now you've went from you know concept and full time in games and movie well no movies but game or actually have you worked in any movies Titus? I haven't worked I, ha I had the opportunity to work on a few really big movies uh, but we couldn't get the uh, we couldn't get the contract sorted the way that I wanted to, so I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> because I know that working on movies is stressful. Because I have worked on a few movies, local Danish ones. And All right. I've actually worked on a Bollywood movie, which was oh, fantastic. Yeah, great. Um, that was it. Was really kind of a really pleasant culture shock, but you know, it's mostly <laughs> something different from doing magic cards, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, when you're working in different stuff, you know, you've worked, like you said, at all these studios. You're still working with Magic, is that right? You're still doing yeah. stuff for them, um, but now you have moved on to this thing um, called Project Discovery, which obviously has taken up most of your time. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm very new to this. Uh, you know, I've read obviously the blogs you've been posting, but you know, what's what's your purpose with this with this project? Is it as you know, are you stepping away from games or, or Magic a bit more, and you want to focus on this, or is this just something that? You're pushing a bit more because you want to express yourself as an artist or a person more. So, uh, a big thing for me, which I realized, I wanted to do first of all, I wanted to do project discovery for a few years now because I think it's important for people to share. Because I come from a, uh, a time, say the the late kind of like the, the late teens, right? Like two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. That's when I got interested, and I started painting in two thousand eight. So I haven't been I haven't been painting for a very long time. But people weren't really um, sharing and we, we kind of what the trend that i saw happening was uh people were extremely closed then they started sharing uh basic resources mm -hmm. very basic resources and people got better yeah. so then people started sharing their brushes okay and the, the quality of the work went up and then people started sharing tutorials and the quality of the work went up and you can see this this growing trend of people getting better and better and better yep. uh, the only thing that we're not sharing is like all the information that goes behind it, like the shitty days that we're having, the struggle that we're having, yeah. methods that we tried and haven't worked. And I think if we start doing that, people will get better still. And the bonus for that is, is people will not only get better, but you take some of that edge off, right? The, the thing is when they say like, oh, you need to, uh, 
if if you make people more human, um, then compassion becomes easier, right? Yeah. And, and we live in this digital age where uh, compassion is becoming increasingly tricky. Yeah. Uh, and we have a small enough community and, 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 and group that I think if we tr truly get to know each other, um, we can we can kind of deal with each other in, in, in friendlier ways. So um, that's kind of like the reason behind uh, Project Discovery. And why I never knew how to properly set it up. And obviously, the, like writing the blog as well, it's kind of in the dying age of blogs because I don't think people do it anymore. But yeah, um, the original idea was this coffee table book that was meant for parents uh, that didn't support their uh, kid who wanted to be an artist. Right? So the kids <laughs> just give the book to their parents and go like, here, re read it, read it. You, yeah. you'll, you'll see what we're going through. You need um, to send me a copy for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a, a blog will have to do for now. So I'm, I'm mainly trying to uh, do that. And, and the reason why I started now is because I, I kind of got sick and tired of, of the games because they're there it's a high stress environment um, yeah. it's very uh, very specialized and I was chasing that triple-a goal for a while and then I found myself after I quit the division um, in in a whole bunch of interviews for big triple-a studios for senior roles for assistant roles yeah. all that kind of stuff and I thought oh man this is this is pretty cool you know because you see the salaries just go sky high and the projects yeah. everyone knows them and it wasn't until I saw a, a trailer for a game, I won't go into details, yeah. and it was this extremely, extremely generic game, and I was interviewing with the people at the time, and I just mm -hmm. you know what? There has got to be more to life than making <laughs> generic games for these angry, shouting teenagers. And I was like, I'm not, yeah. not going to do it anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I want to be happy as, as an artist, which means I have to then try to be an artist and I don't know what that means yet I have no clue yeah. uh, but project discovery and doing illustrations for magic is, is my way of trying to to figure that out maybe I'll return back to games when I've realized that there's no money in this I'll be sure <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to the thing that I'm actually yeah. you know, uh, good at but but for now I think it's important to not forget that we have a very finite amount of time on this planet and and truly figuring out what you love to do um, is extremely important. If that is making AAA games, then you know for sure stick with it. But I've done that for years, and I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not for me. I don't know what is. So let's figure yeah. that. It's, and it's it's mostly trying to find yourself, just your own self expression. I think, and you know, a, a little background on me. Obviously, this interview is not about me; it's about you. But um, I was 25 years old when I left my job as an engineer um, to go back to art school. And across the UK, engineering jobs are highly paid. They're quite not easy to do, but you know you can just go into your nine to five and go home. There's mm -hmm. no any worry, not a lot of studying. Um, but I wanted more from life, so here I am. You know, four or five years later, about to qualify my degree and um, loving it. You know what I mean? And, and I yeah. definitely think that's. I, I agree with you. I totally. You know, me and you're on the same wavelength. As I left my job and wanted to do something more with my life because I wanted to be happy. I don't want to be rich. You know, I wanted to be rich in life. Um, mm. And so, you know, here I am. So, you know, I, I definitely think that's a... I've seen that more and more. The more interviews I've listened to, the more people I've spoke to, people leaving their jobs or changing their careers, and it's mm. always been to art to do something like this, and it's always they've always came from a job where they thought it would be safe and secure. But, um, you know, I've seen guys in my industry before being laid off, 
um, and been struggling for work and you know no job is safe now um, and I think yeah. if you're going to work somewhere and fail at it you might as well do something you enjoy um, yeah. so definitely I'd offer um, okay so so yeah we, we talked about um, your projects you've worked on games you know a couple of movies here and there and things you've done in, in between but obviously um, your biggest um, I would I wouldn't say NR, but your biggest time allotted to illustration is uh, Wizards stuff, um, which obviously spreads from not only magic but like say D and D stuff. Um, can you talk about about your, your kind of magic career and how you got into magic and you know how that's kind of came about? Just like an introduction. That's I mean, magic is always the I think the most fun thing to talk about. Definitely for me to because um, seems to, it like, seems it seems to be the dream job anyway. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just it's just um, such a fun fun story slash experience for 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 most people that I that I talk to, which is just really cool because um, my longtime friend Robin, who uh, who's who's a co-writer on uh, Project Discovery, mm-hmm. he's been playing Magic since '96, uh, and wow. we got into the same school together in 2006. That's a decade after he started playing, yeah. and and we didn't really. Uh, become friends until sort of like after we graduated so we sort of hung out until 2006 2010 a little bit and then after we graduated or i graduated in 2010 had a job in the uk for six months i all kind of uh failed i had to go back because of my dad um and and i was kind of stuck in my hometown and he was there and a couple of my other friends were there me and my girlfriend and and then decided oh we'll just do a little project together right We're, we're gonna try to make a little demo um, that hilariously failed, but in the downtime, uh, we started playing Magic. He he introduced us to uh, the game of Magic. So this was back in the like the end of 2010, started 2011. Yep. Um, and this was a whole bunch of fun. So while we're working on this miserably failing project, we started playing Magic. And he was like, you know what? You should try to apply. And I was uh, I was extremely cocky back then, like top of the world someone just get rid of this guy kind of coffee. Um, so I thought, oh, you know, it's fine. I'll just set in my portfolio and get some work. Um, and it took three years of me applying. Wow. Um, a couple times a year, I think every two or three months I would send something in to, to an email, which I'm, I'm not even sure they use anymore, but you know, that, that's fine. Um, and all the while just playing games and I moved, I moved to the UK again, and at the end of 2013, uh, just weeks after applying again, you know, getting kind of demotivated, but just keep going. Yeah. Um, I got the email from one of the ADs, and I'm like, you know, I'm an art director for a game called Magic: The Gathering. I'm not sure if you heard of us, but and you know, we'd like we'd like you to do some cards, um, which was just um, a stroke of good luck for me because clearly they hadn't seen any of my stuff that I had sent in, but they somehow <laughs> found my portfolio and. And I, ever since that, um, they've been really great at challenging. I think this is why everybody loves Wizards, is because they know artists extremely well. Mm-hmm. They, they, they won't art direct you too much in nitty-gritty stuff. The yeah. only way they will art direct you is to make sure that the thing that you are trying to do reads well on the card. So they give you a brief, and you make your version of it, and they try to guide you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Very minimal for the hands-on. But they do try to challenge you all the time. So it's kind of like... The, the perfect client in, in so many ways. The briefs are fun. The people there are just painfully good 
at what they do with you know painting and and giving feedback and then the game is fun as well like i play the game i follow the game i'm watching this is pro tour weekend right now yeah so yeah. i'm watching the pro tour um so it's 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 this fun little world where you can just get completely emerged and and lost in and and, and it's a legit thing to do as well yeah. uh, i think that's that's kind of the fun part of it all and so, it, uh, and is that on the you go say sometimes sir no, no, sorry, no. No, no, and uh, I take it obviously. Um, I've actually watched um, a, a kind of making of thing that somebody done on Gumtree, um, on Gumtree Gumroad, um, where they had uh, an experience of going into Wizards, I think, in Washington, um, and working there for like a, a a period where they were releasing a new set. Have you ever worked in the headquarters as well as as remote? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I was extremely fortunate that uh, they were world building, and um, landscapes do not. Uh, rank very highly with wizards, legitimately so, because their core message is, you know, this is about planeswalkers and creatures yeah. fighting each other. Quite mm-hmm. yeah, world, um, and they were doing it from scratch. They knew that I had an extensive history with world building and that kind of stuff, so they invited me over, and it was the most intense three weeks of my life. I was jet lagged out of my <laughs> mind because yeah, they're in, they're in the state of Washington. They're, they're in they're based in Seattle. Yeah, uh, it's where I started. To, drinking coffee i didn't drink coffee before but i was up every morning at about 5 30 and i was like oh, I wow. so i just went into work so i got at the office around 6 or 6 30 uh-huh. and and then you're expected to do the whole day which is, ends at about six wow so there for 12 hours and then the other guys that you because you're in a hotel right you're in a hotel next to next to the building you don't have a lot to do because they're not they're in rent and there's not a lot to do yeah so during the week you go like oh might as well just stay a little longer and work and then you know you're there until eight or nine in the evening oh god uh, trying to do the absolute best thing you can uh, yeah and everything goes up in this big wall you know you print everything out at the end of the day it goes off in the big wall and then you know people are scribbling on it taking things down and rearranging it yeah it's this um it's this this pressure cooker of of creativity um and, and basically as a fan of the game, when you walk into the building, you see all the all the cool cards framed and yeah. the cut sheets. You just it makes you. It, I've never had that kind of sense of wanting to do my best as much um, as when I was there. And I think that's kind of a, a rare thing. You know, you walk into the studio, Ubisoft or whatever thing, and you're like, oh, you're you're working on a hundred and fifty million dollar game, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's I mean, I, it's cool, but. Um, for me, that that was really it. That opportunity of being in house for three weeks. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed, I get to go back again. Uh, it's it's only a group of five. They have five people, and there's so many good people in the in the area. You know, it was to bring this lonely nerd out from Europe for me <laughs> was uh, was was a dream come true. So, but that's kind of like the I think one of the biggest payoffs of working um, as much, uh, you know, in in a still very young kind of career. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's it, really. I don't, there's, yeah, I don't know what else kind of to, to talk about other than it just feels like me saying, "Oh, this is this is so awesome." I mean, um, I mean, especially with, with stuff like Project Discovery, that's a passion project for you because it's close to your heart. Do you feel that magic is the same? Like it's it's a piece of you. It's something that you are more invested in. With like you, know, you talk about the hundred and fifty million dollar games, which is incredible, and you know people would give their right arm to work on. But for you, is the magic stuff really what is what, what drives you? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's it's obviously very personal. I know plenty of people who are 
super happy in AAA. It's, it's like where they belong. Yeah. Um, and and I thought that that's where I belong too because I always envisioned. You know, this is the thing, right? I was um, when I was still in school and studying. I always envisioned myself giving a talk at, at these big events, talking about the concept art that I did for this new huge game. And that's that's what I was chasing. Yeah. So it was kind of a sobering experience. Um, uh, like not even too long ago, like a year ago, and I realized that it wasn't what I wanted to do. And then um, I always had a big passion for for the wizard stuff. Uh, and then when I asked for more work and more briefs, and we started working closer together, and and I got to know the people better, it, yeah. it it really started to gel. So then I realized, like, oh hey, actually this is this is what I'm what I'm passionate about. Um, and and uh, you know, wizards has been around, or, or magic has been around for decades like yeah. 93 um and I, i'd like to be a part of it for even longer than that because all the people that I know all the old school artists the new school artists going to events grand prix talking it's it is funny because i've never seen such a close-knitted yet niche group mm-hmm. within within any industry you know yeah um, that that's kind of like what, what makes it um special for me yeah definitely um, i mean and you're just on the 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 cost the start of your career i mean when i speak to guys i know like um like john avon you know he's yeah yeah, he's been doing it for you know 20 30 years and you know he says that it's it's you know he just does magic because he's been so overtaken with the work and he loves it so much and i think that's why i think people like you say you know want to get on board with magic because you know the ad's are great the industry's great you know the 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 projects are 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 invigorating and uh you know I, i mean just kind of like as we're wrapping up here titus i mean you always talk about you know especially in stuff like project discovery a motivation to keep going mm-hmm. and i mean i mean you could probably say for you personally or just in a general sense but with motivation you know what really is that what do you feel that, uh, that is it that pushes you or should push artists to go further in their work at the end of the day you only have an x amount of years on this planet you know like i said before and mm-hmm. when you're younger you don't really think about it or have to think about it because it's kind of a depressing uh, depressing thing but i think <laughs> i think definitely within that line of thought is is buried the the thing that motivates you right? yeah uh, whether it is to be remembered forever or whether it is to just have fun in the moment or anything in between yeah um, i think uh looking for that by doing lots of different things is where, where you'll find your um art, artistic drive for me it used to be problem solving and now it is trying to express yourself for me it i mean this is kind of like the the sort of touchy feely kind of quasi philosophical stuff that yeah. artists get to rant about because that's just what we do i guess but yep. in a world where there's so much kind of uh superficial stuff with mm-hmm. with social media there's so much fake lies being led more so than it used to be i I think Mm -hmm. um combined with all the terrible world news there is it's it's very easy to completely lose any sense of self and identity in there yeah um and i think (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, and i think um that artistic expression is is a very kind of humble way of trying to figure out who you are uh, and 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 in the end, whether it's you trying to take your experiences from life and channel them into art, 
to make you a better artist or whether your search to be a better artist makes you a more all-around person and makes you more pleasant to be around for everyone else. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's a really fun thing to figure out because if I, through my drive to try and be a good artist because I really want to express myself and get to know myself, makes me more pleasant and interesting to be around for other people yeah. and I can make them a little happier, mm-hmm. you know, then it doesn't matter what project that's for or, or if my work has any legacy whatsoever, um, then it's all about just sharing that right now yeah giving people something fun right now and and me holding my illustrations right now and then everything after that or before and whatever it doesn't matter anymore so that that's that's my motivation to continue it's it's no longer it used to be this oh my name needs to be in lights and on the cover of every single triple a game ever it needs to be you know me who's doing that and yeah that's completely shifting like that's no, <laughs> I don't need any of that. Yeah. No, none of that. It's just yeah. having a good time, having a drink, and, and drawing or painting. That that's all. Yeah, and, and it's like you talked about earlier. You know, it's happiness. It's that it's being rich in life, not in, in possessions. And exactly. Um, yeah, definitely. And again, I can feel your pain because you know I, I think you just you recently turned thirty, Titus. So you know, <laughs> you you were talking about that, and I share your pain because on you know August this year actually I'm turning thirty one. So um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, I definitely feel the, the struggle is real. It's I think you get to this point in your life, and it's like you said. You, you reevaluate your goals um, mm. you want to try and see where you want to be in, in 10 years and you realise yeah, yeah. some things where you are just now isn't exactly where you want to be so you, you shift the, the goalposts yeah. um, it's, uh, it's really cool that, that you shift it as well I mean it's not easy and I would encourage everyone listening here to, to really think hard whether you're happy what you're doing now because um, I think it's totally worth it for yeah, sure Definitely, especially once you reach I guess maybe the 30 age where it kicks in more where you realize that money isn't that like important well you need enough to to, to live to live yeah um and to buy magic cards obviously yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> but choosing that paycheck in order to buy a better house or a car with it that's not yeah that's not, it would be a, it would be a shame if you if you live your life for the bigger part that way and then realize that shit and i actually wanted to do Yep. something else no. yeah we've even uh, i mean across here obviously in the oil industry and in, in scotland we've we feel that there's a couple of guys i know personally who work there and their wages are astronomical you know they're on mm. crazy money but um even with the big house and the car the guys i speak to there still are you know passionate sports players or musicians and they're wanting to go out and do their passion project but they want to you know they've got to stay and pay the bills now they have a house but um yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to get caught in that trap and i'm glad i'm doing what i'm doing now so yeah um, a lot a lot of hard work and and you know it's obviously it takes a lot of your time like you said but it, it worth it in the end the end goal you know justifies what you're doing now so yeah, yeah. definitely um so i mean that's us so far titus um where can people find you um where do you want people to look where is your online presence found uh, I'm trying to be less active on social media, but if you want, people can follow me on Twitter. It's just at Titus Lunch, which is my name. And then every Friday at around noonish uh, European times, um, there's a new Project Discovery. So that's project-discovery.com. I'm not sure what the other side is, but it was taken. Um, so yeah, Project Hyphen Discovery, where I talk about all sorts of stuff. And uh, that's really it. And people are free to ask me any question if we missed anything here. Yeah. Uh, feel free to shoot me a message. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, guys, you know, we're here on a Digital Artcast. Um, make sure to check back. Colin will be joining me in the next couple of weeks um, back on track and we'll have more guests coming up. But I just want to take a couple of minutes to thank Titus for giving up his Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Um, a few time differences in between. We've managed to get yeah. here. Um, and uh, and good luck to you in the future. Obviously, you know, um, I have you on Facebook, so I'll be speaking to you on and off. But um, again, um, I would encourage people, if, if you do have um, any questions um, directed towards Titus, you can also find him at his, his social medias and I'm sure he'll take all the time um, to speak to you. He's a very nice guy, um, especially for speaking to us today. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, Titus. Um, and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>